0: Good evening everyone, I'm Leah from SciTech and tonight I'll be your audio guide to the galaxy. For this episode, we are going to take a closer look at the constellation of Centaurus and learn about some very ancient objects of the universe. You can listen to this episode just after sunset on any night this week. Make sure you've got this episode downloaded and once we get started, try to keep your phone screen off so your eyes can adjust to the dark. Before you head outside, make sure you grab some insect repellent, a torch and a jumper if it's cold. Ready? Let's go. As we settle into another night of stargazing, you may remember back in Episode 1, we pointed out an array of wonderful constellations that you can find in the sky during April. Well, tonight, we're focusing our sights on the constellation of Centaurus. As we explore Centaurus, there are two very important markers in the southern sky that you'll need to guide your way the Southern Cross and the Pointer Stars. Can you see them? Remember, you can find the direction of south by facing towards the direction that the sun sets and then turning 90 degrees to the left. Once you're facing south, you should see the Southern Cross roughly two to three hand spans above the horizon and the Pointer Stars shining brightly directly below. We are going to begin with the easiest things to spot in the constellation of Centaurus, which we learn all about in episode one, its front two legs. And remember, Centaurus represents the mythical creature of a centaur, half human, half horse. So as you trace it out in the sky, keep that picture in your mind. Luckily for us, we've already spotted the centaur's front legs marked by the two pointer stars. These two stars are the brightest stars within Centaurus, making them very easy to spot. And while we call them the Pointer Stars because they guide us to the Southern Cross, their actual names are Alpha Centauri, the bright yellow star closest to the horizon, and Beta Centauri, the bluish-white star just above it. Now, you may have heard of Alpha Centauri before, because it's actually quite a special star, being the closest star to our solar system. Of course, it's still incredibly far away. We're talking nearly 40 trillion kilometers away, which it's just over four light years in distance. Remember, space is pretty big, but that twinkling bit of light is basically our sun's next-door neighbour. On the other hand, Beta Centauri is much further away, sitting at a distance of 390 light-years away. It goes to show, with these two stars almost equally as bright as each other in the sky, Beta Centauri is incredibly big compared to the neighbouring Alpha Centauri. Let's leave these two bright stars behind though to find the star that marks the back legs of Centaurus, located on the other side of the Southern Cross. To find it, draw a line in the sky that starts from Beta Centauri and towards the star that marks the bottom of the Southern Cross. Now, with your thumb placed over Beta Centauri, Measure out roughly one handspan along the direction of this line. Right next to your pinky you should see a small faint white star. This is Lambda Centauri and marks exactly where to find the centaur's back legs. You may be disappointed by its lack of brightness but this small star lies 420 light years away so it's doing the best it can. Having found the centaur's limbs, you can get an idea of just how big Centaurus is, but we still need to find its head. Now, its head is represented by the star called Menkent, and to spot it, we need to start at Alpha Centauri. From this point, Measure out one and a half handspans directly towards east, along a line that stays equal above the horizon. From here, you should see a bright red star. This is Menkent. Many drawings of Centaurus show Menkent as the head of the Centaur, but Interestingly, the name Menken is actually derived from the Arabic word for shoulder. But really, the pictures of constellations are always open to interpretation. So I'll leave you to decide whether you think Menken is the centaur's head or its shoulder. With the essential body parts all mapped out, see if you can complete the rest of the constellation from all the stars that lie in between. if you do need a bit of help, give episode one another listen to help fill in some of the gaps. Last week, we learned all about open clusters like the Hyades. This week, we're going to learn about another grouping of stars called globular clusters. And fortunately for us, we can find a globular cluster within the constellation of Centaurus, and it goes by the name of Omega Centauri. Globular clusters can be a little more difficult to spot, but if you do have a good dark sky, we might be able to see this one. Starting with the Southern Cross, draw a line that starts from the right arm star of the cross through to the bright red star that marks the top of the cross. Now place your right pinky over the right arm of the cross and stretch out your hand along the direction of the line. If you look to where your thumb is, you should spot a little faint object that looks a little like a smudge. This is Omega Centauri. Now the reason why it is a tiny smudge is because Omega Centauri is a group of roughly 10 million stars, all tightly packed together across a radius of 75 light years. To put that into perspective, if we were to count up all the stars that are within a 75 light year radius from Earth, the number wouldn't even reach 10,000 there are some other key differences between open clusters and globular clusters other than the sheer number of stars. In globular clusters, even though these millions of stars are all gravitationally bound together, they didn't all form together at the same time. Stars in globular clusters can be varying ages and also made up of different elements to each other. Yet, the one thing they all have in common is that they are really, really old. In fact, they are amongst some of the oldest things in the universe, with some reaching the age of 12 billion years old. This is what makes globular clusters so interesting, because it gives us an idea of what stars were like when the galaxies themselves were forming. The strange thing is, we still don't really understand how globular clusters formed, and their old age doesn't help solve that mystery. Given that their stars have differing ages, astronomers think that it's likely that larger open clusters encountered giant molecular clouds in the early stages of the universe, resulting in a burst of star formation, and adding to the size of the cluster itself, causing them to be the sizes we see today. But another thought is that they are simply remnants of smaller galaxies that have been captured and destroyed by bigger galaxies like the Milky Way. One thing we do know though, is that there are over 150 of them in our galaxy alone. And Omega Centauri is the grandest. Even though it lies 15,000 light years away, Its size and mass are the reason we can see it with our very eyes. From nearby neighbours to ancient relics of the universe, if you know where to look, you can find some real treasures in the night sky. That's it for this episode of Audio Guide to the Galaxy. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to seeing you again soon. And remember, you can find the universe just outside.